Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, gotta be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Checkered flag goes in the air and Grant Enfinger wins the Bet Ticks Camping World 200 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I said, heck with it, I'll just uh, drive in there on the outside. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another busy show. A.J. Allmendinger drove to victory lane Saturday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. He's going to join me to talk about that win and being on standby for Austin Dillon for the Wednesday Martinsville race. We'll explain more on that coming up. Grant Enfinger also is going to stop by and chat about his truck win in Atlanta over the weekend. Brad Keselowski had the opportunity to visit with Woody Kane about his season. We'll check in with Bradley, see what's going on there. We've got a new episode of Two with Rusty. We're going to talk about the social equality movement that's happening in America right now and how drivers are not only reacting to it, but what their actions will be going forward. Plus, we've got a whole lot more. To get us started, here is the host of NASCAR Today, Midday Kyle Ricky with the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation. Kyle? NASCAR has released a new schedule for the rest of June and into July. Following the Talladega race weekend, the much-anticipated doubleheader at Pocono will still happen, then the 4th of July race at Indianapolis, then it's off to Kentucky before the sport will return to Charlotte for the All-Star event in mid-July, then move on to Texas, Kansas, and New Hampshire. A big change for 2021 was announced as well. Dover International Speedway will go from two cup races to one, moving their second race to the reopened Nashville Super Speedway. Dover owns Nashville, and the CEO of Dover Downs, Dennis McGlynn, said the conversation to reopen the track for a cup event came naturally. I think everybody's aware of NASCAR's finger on the pulse of the fans and all the stakeholders uh, in the industry to try to uh, generate change uh, for the future. We got together on a plan to reopen Nashville next year with a tentative date of June 20th. Um, and we're looking forward to spending the next 12 months uh, cleaning up the facility. It's still in great shape, just needs some tweaks. In more track news, NASCAR announced its plans to reintroduce guests at Homestead Miami Speedway and Talladega Super Speedway this week. The guests at Homestead will be military members, while Talladega tickets will be open to fans who purchase tickets or reserved camping spots from the original race weekend in April. NASCAR's Executive Vice President and Chief Operations and Sales Officer Daryl Wolf said getting fans back to the track was important. They're kind of the energy that really fuels the sport uh, week in and week out, month by month and for the entire year. But plain and simple, we want race fans back at our racetracks. We will have um, a very small uh, number of attendees, 
military personnel uh, this weekend down at Homestead Miami Speedway just for the NASCAR Cup Series event. And then we'll gradually increase that number at Talladega Super Speedway. Um, at Homestead, we'll have up to a maximum of 1,000 and a Talladega Super Speedway up to a maximum of 5,000. And Wednesday night, under the lights in Martinsville, it was Martin Truix Jr. who scored the win. It's Truex's first win of the 2020 season. For more on these stories and everything else happening in NASCAR, visit MRN.com. I'm Kyle Rickey. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, A.J. Allmendinger stops by, and later, Kurt Becker walks us through NASCAR's response to social injustice. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Once upon a time in a convenience store, a woman asked, which zero-calorie drink will I like more? The cashier said, I have a thought. Coke Zero Sugar always hits the spot. The taste made her heart fill with laughter. And with her Coke Zero Sugar, she lived happily ever after. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, unbelievably delicious. No trip to the store is complete without the unbelievably delicious zero-calorie taste of Coke Zero Sugar. NASCAR Xfinity Series newest winner, A.J. Allmendinger, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon, you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna, it's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. NASCAR Xfinity Series newest winner, A.J. Allmendinger, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. It's ripped the fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and, you know, sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't know, I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, it was a doubleheader for the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Saturday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. When the Xfinity Series got done, it was A.J. Allmendinger celebrating in victory lane at AMS, and he's on the show to talk about it. AJ, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations in getting that first oval win in NASCAR. Well, thank you. It's, you know, I mean, I take a little longer than, than some to, to learn how to get around the ovals. I think I saw a stat. It was like near 400 career NASCAR starts or just close to that on ovals. So 
that that stat hurt my feelings a little bit, but <laughs> but doesn't matter now. We got that victory, and uh, just to be a part of College Racing and, and Matt College, Chris Rice, all the all the lady ladies and men that that work for for this race team, just to be a part of that and be able to bring them a win is is something special. And as you said, on an oval, I mean, we were able to do it on the Roval last year, but to uh, to get my first career oval win in anything is uh, is pretty special. Well, you touched on something there about the race team, uh, and let's talk about that for just a moment. And then we'll get back to your win. You talk about you know Matt Collig, Chris Rice, you know all the folks over there at Collig Racing. What is what is the culture like over there? I've had a chance to interview everybody over there. It sounds like number one, they are eat up with racing, and they are actually a fantastic bunch to work with and work for. Would you agree with that? I completely agree, and that's the first thing I noticed last year. Uh, just coming to the shop when we were getting ready for the July Daytona race, Matt Colleague, I mean, he's just a, a fantastic guy. He he brings a lot of energy, uh, and, and, I mean, anybody that's met Chris Rice knows he has the same amount of energy, and it just trickles down through the race team. And, uh, you know, this team's still relatively new. It's only five years in existence. And the biggest thing that I noticed was the fact that, you know, everybody's working together. And, and when I say that, there's times you're on teams where there's a lot of finger pointing going on and, and nobody wants to take blame. And, and we take the good with the bad. I mean, we, we're hard on each other. We want to keep pushing. But at the end of the day, everybody knows that we're in it together to try to make this race team as good as it can be. And, and with Justin Haley and Ross Chastain, uh, they've been so fast this year. They have an opportunity to win a championship. And for me, I'm just happy that I'm able to come to the race team and, and hopefully just make it a little bit better and, and keep helping this organization get bigger and bigger and and hopefully dominate. That's exactly what you did on Saturday. You You, you made a difference. You led 37 laps and you got the win. What was the most, what was the most challenging thing you had to overcome there Saturday to get that victory? Uh, I mean, with our car being a part-time car, we start at the back at, at all these races. So just trying to pace myself. And I'd never been to Atlanta in an Xfinity car, but I've been there enough to know how that place races. And it was just trying to figure out, okay, how hard do I push at the beginning of a run and, and still have a right rear tire left at the end of the run? And uh, I just really, the engineering staff and everybody building these race cars at College Racing is unloading them and it was the same thing on on monday night at bristol we unload them with no practice and it's it blows my mind like how good the cars are from the first lap on and and it just allowed me to kind of get into a rhythm and, and just really use the first two stages knowing that i'm not racing for points to just figure out okay how much can i give up in the beginning and how fast am i am compared to the competition at the end of the the run and uh once i got to the lead there the way it cycled out with uh the first two cars speeding on pit road just was able to get in the lead and, and from there just pace myself. So at the end of the race, there wasn't a challenge from the, the side of driving the race car. It was more just pleading for no yellow flags because I did not want to have to go through a final restart. I know you had to be counting down and you had to be thinking that perhaps maybe, I don't know, a car blowing up, tire blowing, you know, getting hit by something, pterodactyls coming down, swooping up the racetrack. Something had to happen. I can't, I, I can't imagine being in that spot. Those last, what, 10, 15 laps had to be endless for you. Well, it's pretty funny because I just started working with, with Freddie Kraft at, at uh, Bristol. I mean, he was going to work with us at Daytona, and unfortunately we didn't make the race. But So at Bristol and here at Atlanta, and I, I was yelling him on the radio because I'd cross the line. And he'd be like, all right, 20, 20 to go, 19 to go. Well, I'm yelling at him. I'm like, please stop counting down the laps. It makes it seem so long. Well, he thought I was a nut job, and and I was asking him to count down every lap. Even he thought it was like, well, this is this is strange. I've never had a driver ask for each lap to be counted down. So once we kind of got that established with about 12 to go, he didn't say anything to me except the gap between me and, and Noah Gregson. So, uh, yeah, it was – the car was handling so good, so I was in a great rhythm, and it was just about trying to judge the lap traffic. Uh, and as, as I said, just really hoping for nothing to go wrong because – uh, we saw in the truck race, I mean, right before our race, that uh, Austin Hill had a huge lead and Akasha came out with two to go. And that's, I, I had it in my mind. I was like, please don't let that happen again. 
I know you're working with NBC Sports and you've stepped away from full-time driving. If they were to come to you and want to field a car for you, would you would you accept that opportunity? Would you look for an opportunity? Did this did this win Saturday increase the appetite to get back on the car on a regular basis? Well, this year, you know, I'm I'm with NBC Sports. So once the IMSA season starts back up, I have the races that I've still planned with with college racing already set, and, and that's what's great about NBC Sports. I mean, Mike, you've worked with them, right? You, you know how how good they are about allowing us to do what we love to do. So that schedule is set, and, and if there's open weekends and they want me to run, uh, I'm going to do that. But the races that I'm planned and, and the things that I'm working for NBC Sports with, those, those are set in stone. So, uh, you know, next year, the opportunity being full-time, I it definitely, with this race team, has, has piqued my interest again. Uh, after 2018, I thought there's no no way that I wanted to do that long of a season ever again. Uh, but as I found with, with Matt Collig and this organization, when you're having fun, and sure, let's let's not get it wrong, winning, winning as we speak right now, winning makes everything fun. But just in general, being at the racetrack, being at the shop with, with all the, the men and women here, uh, I really do enjoy it, and, and it would at least give me something to think about. I would, I can't tell you yes or no right now, but I would definitely think about it. That's fair, and I'm sure that uh, they would welcome you, considering recent successes and just the culture over there. Um, and I'm sure a lot of your fans would like to see you back on the racetrack as well. Before we let you go, um, there's a big moment at the start of the cup race on Sunday. NASCAR is addressing social injustice, and there was a, there was a message from NASCAR president Steve Phelps and uh, we saw a lot of a lot of positive messaging coming out of the Atlanta weekend. As as far as where this sport stands against social injustice, what were your thoughts about what you saw on Sunday and the sport's stance right now going forward as it pertains to this? I really thought with with especially with the time that we are in right now what NASCAR did and, and Steve Phelps, everybody at NASCAR for setting that up, the drivers, the industry, uh, it was fantastic and it was much needed. And right now NASCAR being the forefront of, of really just any sports on TV to be able to get that positive message out there and to focus on, on all of us as, as men and women, just as people coming together and focusing on the same thing, the the, the right path, equality, uh, I thought it was done well, uh, and it was, more importantly, it needed to happen. So hopefully this is something that, as a sport and as an industry and, and just us as people, we can build on this and help keep putting that same message, but more importantly, putting it into action on a daily basis and just all of us – just generally coming together and uh, 2020 right now with the pandemic and the, the social injustice, I mean, it's a, a volatile time to live in and we just need to all get together and, and focus on the right things. So I thought NASCAR did a great job of that, but we have to keep putting that in action to make it happen. Agreed. And well said, my friend, Kurt Becker will have more on this coming up here in just a couple of moments. Appreciate the time as always. Congratulations on the win. We'll look forward to the next time we see you on the racetrack. That'll be Sunday. Got $100,000 dash for cash Xfinity, myself and, and Justin Haley. We got two out of four chance, so we go get that hundred grand. And you'll hear that race here on the Motor Racing Network. Appreciate it, my friend. Safe travels. Thank you very much. That's A.J. Allmendinger, winner from at... 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Hey, race fans, do you want to drive like a NASCAR champion? Now is your chance. Enter to win a brand new, one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help kids in our local racing communities. This championship edition Camry celebrates the winning manufacturer's NASCAR Cup Series title. Donate just $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. Drive like a champion today by visiting nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. Kurt Becker leads us through NASCAR's and its driver's response to social injustice next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. America's having some tough conversations right now, and NASCAR is no different. We've all seen the news and the inequality that plagues our nation, and we've seen the responses leading to protests. NASCAR has taken a stance, and so have the drivers. Kurt Becker takes us through NASCAR's acknowledgement of social injustice. Over the weekend in Atlanta, the NASCAR community came together and showed its support for racial equality and pledged to advocate for change. Before the field went green in the Cup Series, cars were held at the start-finish line in silence, while NASCAR President Steve Phelps addressed teams by radio communication. Our sport must do better. Our country must do better. The time is now to listen, to understand and to stand against racism and racial injustice. Before Sunday's race, with leadership from NASCAR's seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson, drivers worked together to make a video titled, We Will Listen and Learn. Our differences should not divide us. It is our love for all mankind that will unite us as we work together to make real change. To make real change. As we work together to make real change. Johnson explained why he felt making the video together was important. I was just really proud of the drivers who got involved. I'm obviously proud of NASCAR and what they did. But, you know, it's been a personal journey on a much deeper level this week for me to, to listen and learn. And as a lot of us drivers started chatting about the week and the experience, and a lot of this was led by Bubba, really have to give him a ton of credit, including Ty Dillon. Uh, the accountability that those two really put on the garage area uh, poor on me, uh, not directly on me, but I can just see it just made 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 a difference, and and I think that resonated with a lot of people. I spent a lot of time listening and learning this week, and that message rang clear with many of my other driver friends, and, and we kind of found that message, and that that was the message that made it into the video. This video came on the heels of a powerful conversation between Ty Dillon and NASCAR's only African American Cup driver Bubba Wallace that was seen on both their Instagram channels and NASCAR's Facebook. Both Dylan and Wallace grew up racing together. It's it's tough to say. I, I know why I'm here. I'm competitive. I know how to drive, and, you know, no one's ever going to take that away from me. But it's it's every day. It's every day on my on my mentions that, that I am here because I'm black. And it's, it's to the point where I just laugh now because they have no idea, you know. Before the race on Sunday, Ty Dillon shared why he thought it was important to have that conversation with Bubba. To hear the stories about how how Bubba was treated in, in some of those situations and knowing Bubba's character, knowing him as a human being, that blew my mind because I would have never thought, I just would have never thought Bubba as a person would have gone through anything like that. Why can't we empathize to learn more and hear the stories so that we can help make a change, have the right verbiage, 
in our communities and in our groups so that this problem doesn't continue on. Many of NASCAR's biggest stars spoke out over the weekend, including Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 winner Kevin Harvick, who was part of the We Will Listen and Learn video. For me, it's, it's um, you know, there's just, there's just some, there's something just has to change. You know, I think when you look at what happened in, in Minnesota, it's disgraceful to, to everyone to, to be able to have conversations about things. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a, a person that wants to hear a plan that, that has actions included in it and just, you know, try to support each other and do the things that, that we can do to, to try to help our communities and, and, you know, help the conversations because there's so much that everyone doesn't understand of, of what we need to do and how we need to do it. But I can tell you that we need change. Martin Truex Jr. also spoke out following a third place finish. You know, obviously with, with the events over the past, uh, you know, couple of weeks, you know, that kind of brought it to, to everybody's attention, obviously. So, you know, hate the things that I've, I've been seeing and, um, you know, felt like when they were organizing uh, to put that video together, felt like it's something I needed to do just because of, uh, you know, feeling so awful about how these things have gone. And, and so, uh, yeah, that's all. And uh, I'm not sure why why it's all happened here. I don't know if it's uh, everybody went crazy from being cooped up from the coronavirus or what, but uh, it's kind of crazy times. Hopefully they're, uh, hopefully these crazy times are getting ready to be over with. And his teammate Kyle Busch explained why the time is now to speak up. As far as all the other drivers and us all getting together and, and just having a say, we wanted to put out a, a powerful statement and a message. And so I feel like we all did that together with NASCAR and, and went well from, from all of our standpoints. So we're happy to be able to do that and show our support. Um, you know, it's a time for us to take initiative, but also um, to listen and learn and, and go from there. In a statement released on June 1st, NASCAR highlighted the importance of listening more and being united in the stand against racism, hatred, and senseless violence and loss of life. The statement concluded by saying we must do better, and our commitment to promoting equality and inclusion continues and will never waver. Thank you, Kurt. We can all vow to do better as a sport, and we will. Coming up, Grant Enfinger talks to me. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Fears fuel your best. Now we're an uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. Grant Enfinger won the Truck Series race at Atlanta over the weekend. He joins me next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is MRN's Mike Bagley, and your eNASCAR iRacing race day is about to get more exciting. Finish Line, the preeminent free-to-play NASCAR game, is live and free to download for Apple and Android devices. Completely free to play, Finish Line gives you a chance to win or share our $5,000 weekly jackpot. The eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series is revving up, so get the app and make your picks. Download the Finish Line app today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Each race day is a new chance to win $5,000. Will you be next? For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Saturday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, it was the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Returning to action at AMS and returning to victory lane for the second time in the 2020 season, 
was Grant Enfinger, and he joins us now on the hotline. Grant, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on the win on Saturday. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. It was uh, it was an entertaining race. It was a very, very fast race. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the race, I'm curious. You guys have been doing this with no practice, no qualifying. What's it like taking the green flag, hauling off into turn number one under race conditions when you've not been on the track before? Man, in my opinion, Mike, it's uh, it's not quite as a big of a deal to the to the cup guys. You know, they they have so much um, you know resources at their disposal, but uh, we're still truck racing here, and we we do a little bit of it. Uh, you know the. The, the old school guesstimation there and um you don't know fully what you have in, until you say what all been there and um and yeah it's a it's a little bit gut-wrenching uh we we sailed it off in there at turn one at charlotte and i'm like man we did we bring the right truck here <laughs> and then uh, and i say it off in atlanta i said okay this one feels good so it's gonna be a good day for us it, but it, it is you, you have no idea what to expect you you um you throw everything you got at it thinking uh thinking you're doing right and uh and this week, man, our guys at Thor Sport Racing sure sure hit it hit it right for us. You know, not even going through the uh, not not even going through the record books and and checking box scores and all that, it just feels like that one of the strengths of Thor Sport Racing is the mile and a half program. It seems like that either you're winning races or you're there trying to win the race. It's you're you're always in contention. Is that a priority at Thor Sport? I mean, make no mistake that you want successes everywhere. But it seems like that if there's a mile and a half racetrack, Thor Sport needs to be included in the conversation. Is that a is that a priority with you guys? I think historically it's it's nothing we specifically discuss on, hey, we want to put all our effort, you know, in these tracks or or anything like that. But but just historically, long before I was ever at Thor Sport Racing, um, you know, we just excelled at, at those type type tracks. Um you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, it was from early on putting more effort into those. Um, but now, I mean, we, we put a lot of effort into everywhere we go, um, road courses, speedways, short tracks. There is so much uh, effort put into that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's more effort currently being put on the, the intermediate stuff, but, but it had to have historically because the guys there are just so good. Um, seems like every time you look up uh, at a mile and a half place, uh, our, our Thor Sport F-150s are, are running up front. So, um, and it, uh, it definitely uh, make, makes the driver's jobs a, a lot better when you go into to a track like that and, and, and have confidence, that's for sure. Well, your next opportunity to flex muscle on a mile and a half racetrack is coming up, coming up Saturday at Homestead Miami Speedway. Trucks have never raced there in June. NASCAR has never raced there in June, but... You're going to have a 200 miler. What, uh, what what can we expect here in South Florida with this very uh, hot, hazy, humid days of summer down here? Exactly, hot and slick is is what I'm anticipating. You know, uh, I feel like Atlanta being being a June race there and warmer than than normal. I was honestly expecting it to be a a lot slicker out there than it was. It, it, don't get me wrong, we had our hands hands for the entire race and, and it was slick but i was honestly expecting the tires to fall off even more than they did um but but we're going to homestead which is by far the most abrasive place we go to um even even more so than than atlanta really uh so i know we're going to be slipping and sliding um other than that i don't know what to expect <laughs> it seemed like a, a couple years ago we had, we had a, a, a really good package there, um, almost almost able to, to pull off a win there um, and, and finish second but behind Moffitt there. And then last year, we, we kind of missed it a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll definitely be leaning on our, on our teammate, um, Crafton. He, he had a strong run there last year. So, um, man, it, it's going to be slipping and sliding, that's for sure. I, I think uh, I think we're going to be up against the wall, especially in turns three and four, uh, most all of the race. Um, but it, it's going to be entertaining, so make sure you tune in. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I would think that Atlanta would be more abrasive than than Homestead. Why? Why is it the opposite? Do you think? I, I'm assuming it's the aggregate in the in the asphalt itself with the seashells or or whatever they use to actually pave the track. But it is it is unbelievable to to sit there and just look at a stopwatch through the course of a of a tire run there. It um. 
<laughs> it, it, it is crazy. So, and then that makes it a lot of fun for the drivers, even though there, there's not a lot of bumps or, or anything like that that'll jump out at you at Homestead. But the, just the fact that the tires fall off so much, you are constantly changing your line, changing how you're entering the corner, changing how you're exiting, changing your throttle um, is a big thing. Um, so you can, there, there's times in the run where, where you're going to be getting all the way out of the gas and, and, and trying to trying to let the locker release and help you rotate. And then there's going to be other times when, when the balance is going to change a lot and you need to hold some throttle in there. And, um, man, you, you've got your hands full and, and you're always adjusting there as a driver. So it's, it's very, very hard to, to have a, a truck. Um, hopefully Jeff Hensley's got me one, but it's very hard to, to have a truck that's good throughout the course of the run there. Normally, normally, you know, you're going to see a lot of comers and goers. Wow. Can't wait to get down here for, uh, this 200 miler for the NASCAR Gander RV and outdoors truck series course, motor racing network. will have the call. MRN.com is your destination to, uh, get all prepared for the weekend's events at Homestead Miami Speedway. Grant, we appreciate the time. Congratulations on win two of the season. We'll look forward to seeing if you can uh, grab that third win Saturday, Saturday here in South Florida. Thank you. And thanks uh, for everybody that lets us do this farm pay champion, power equipment, Mike curve and curve records. Thank you. Uh, thank you everyone that, that allows us this opportunity. Well said, my friend, that's Grant Enfinger. He won the vet ticks camping world 200 at Atlanta over the weekend uh, at AMS more coming up here on NASCAR live. I am the one back with a full throttled roar. I am the intersection of chaos, karma, love, Legacy, family, and flag. Back with one thunderous return. I am ready for you if you are ready for me. I am NASCAR. The NASCAR Cup Series on Fox and FS1. Brought to you by Bush Beer. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Lots of racing is coming your way this weekend from Homestead Miami Speedway. Racing action will kick off Saturday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have coverage of the NASCAR Xfinity Series Hooters 250. Then, after that, it'll be time for the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series to take center stage. We'll take to the track at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for the Baptist Health 200. Be sure to check out MRN.com for the broadcast schedule. And let's not forget, Sunday, it's a doubleheader. Xfinity Series, back at it again at noon Eastern, followed by the NASCAR Cup Series Dixie Vodka 400 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. A new two with Rusty is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. You know, Brett Keselowski has been hard to stop since racing resumed after the corona break. He's won twice, including one of the biggest races of the year, the Coca-Cola 600. MRN's Woody Kane talked with Brad about their resurgence. Well, Brad, you're off to a red-hot start this season, uh, especially since the return to racing after the postponements. 
But you and Crew Chief Jeremy Bullens have a history together. You won more than a dozen Xfinity races. So it's not like you're starting from scratch, but is this as simple as the Crew Chief swap at Team Penske worked, or is it deeper than that? Well, I think it's good for everybody so far, and it's uh, mixed things up a little bit, challenged every one of us to, to think a little differently and expand our horizons. And it's not always a bad thing. I think there were good combinations before, but, uh, you know, I think with time that sometimes we all get a little bit too comfortable, myself included. And, uh, you know, like I said, this pushes us to think differently, and you get uh, sometimes better results that way. One of the big wins, obviously, the Coca-Cola 600, one that's been on your bucket list for quite some time, uh, not the least of which is because it's of its association with Memorial Day. And you were honoring the Staff Sergeant Donovan Reap on the car that day. And I saw the video that his family posted where his mom said, we don't want to just be thought of as mourning our son. We want people to know that he lived. And it seems like that might be a good motto for your checkered flag foundation. And, and it just seems like that whole whole thing resonated with you so deeply is that true well memorial day weekend is a certainly a special weekend to me and you know I, that my family and some friends have served and um you know my foundation does a lot to, to help them along with uh you know first responders you know it, it's it's a holiday weekend but it's it's uh, as much a celebration as a chance to reflect and look at uh, you know the privileges that we have and what made them possible and, and certainly the sacrifices of, of many, many people over many, many years. And, you know, Donovan is, is one of a long list who, you know, gave his life for his country. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine what that's like as his mom or dad or uh, sister or friends uh, to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we're just glad we got to honor him in some small way. So uh, just like his mom said, people knew that he lived. Did I see correctly that your foundation was uh, helping in one of the Fisher House uh, units that opened uh, in Ann Arbor this week? That seemed like it was a, uh, a perfect timing for all this that was going on. Yeah, we have a number of initiatives and uh, so many sometimes I can't keep track of them all. But the Fisher House in Ann Arbor, Michigan is a very special one to me because to my home state, it just didn't even seem real that they didn't have a Fisher House. Fisher House is so important for those who, uh, you know, are, are going through medical treatments and their families to be able to, to be together and uh, to have a place to reside and, uh, you know, in, in times of extreme duress and uh, for the state of Michigan to not have one just kind of blew my mind. But, uh, no, we we're glad to support it, glad to see it's going through the opening phases here in, in these months. And uh, I hope I'll be able to get up there. You know, that was my original intent. And, uh, with a pandemic and everything, that, that wasn't possible. But I hope we can get up there and be a part of it. I think we've all been impressed so far with the the planning and the effort and the execution from NASCAR to get us back on track again and, and all they had to go through and how, how much hard work and planning was involved with that. But it does seem as well like there are some things that may have been kind of on the drawing board or on the back burner that have been very popular and might be longer lasting, like some of the midweek shorter races, the lack of practice. Uh, for the example, this time, Martinsville under the lights midweek. What kinds of things have jumped out to you so far about this? Well, those are, are three that I really like, but I would probably add a fourth one to it. I really like the no qualifying top 20 invert. I think that's been a lot of fun. Um, it kind of puts qualifying in, in the place of, hey, was this really super important? Not necessarily, uh, but also mixes up the field in a sense to where, you know, I think you see some really good cars have to drive through the, the, the field and put on some great races. And, and, and I think that's always good for the fans. We did find out this week that NASCAR is going to go back to Nashville, not the not the fairgrounds like so many people had hoped, but the Super Speedway. Tell me why that's nostalgic for you. Well, yeah, we've, I've won there twice, and uh, we've got two really cool guitars hanging up in my uh, office uh, uh, in Statesville, and um, I hope I can add some more. I hope that's the new trophy uh, for the cup race. I don't know what their plans are, but that was a super cool trophy, uh, one that I, I took a lot of pride in winning. and. Uh, you know, that, that track is certainly unique. There's no track like it. And Let's move away from the track a little bit. You're a, a champion, of course, but now you're also a two-time dad. I saw where Scarlett just turned five, mm -hmm. and now Autumn is uh, hitting six months. So tell me what you have learned from Scarlett that will help you with Autumn. Uh, well, I've learned uh, to be really careful when brushing your hair because uh, it falls out a lot easier once you have two girls. <laughs> To tell you that, um, <laughs> and uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> you know, I think uh, 
you know, it's, it's really quite remarkable being a dad, being a girl dad and coming home, especially if you win a race and getting that hug, it, uh, it means the world. And, uh, there's all kinds of things that you're always learning. Kids teach you so much. Uh, they, they teach you as much about yourself as they do about themselves. And, um, uh, it's an overwhelmingly positive experience for anyone to, to go through. I'm enjoying every second of it. I know she's still really young, but are you starting to see some flashes of what Autumn's personality is going to be like compared to Scarlett yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, both of them are a lot like their mom. Um, so, you, you know, mean, I'm, you I'm mean the 22 year old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she's a, <laughs> she's a, my, my, yeah, so my daughter thinks she, my uh, wife is 22 years old, which uh, Paige is not complaining about one bit. But, no, there, yeah. there, there's a lot of personality similarities, very creative and artistic, which I'm not at all. Uh, very sassy, which, okay, maybe sometimes I've got a little uh, flavor to me, but uh, uh, all their mom. All right, Brad, well, we appreciate your time, and uh, good luck. Congratulations on the strong start to the season. Thanks, Woody. Appreciate you. Thank you, Woody. Coming up. Two with Rusty, and later, we've got NASCAR history. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday's Cup race at Atlanta was run by Kevin Harvick at a speed of 175.610 miles an hour. It happened back on lap 219. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast, that was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. Susie Armstrong has this week in NASCAR history next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, race fans, do you want to drive like a NASCAR champion? Now is your chance. Enter to win a brand-new, one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help kids in our local racing communities. This championship edition Camry celebrates the winning manufacturer's NASCAR Cup Series title. Donate just $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. Drive like a champion today by visiting nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party and neither of you showed up. We get along okay sometimes. Yeah. I'd say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. (sighs) Throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's becoming more popular by the week. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace is back to answer more of your questions in Two with Rusty. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR nation. Man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, you know. (laughs) From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good golfer at all. (laughs) It's two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Zach is going to be our first question number one, two for Rusty. Zach from Birmingham, Alabama. He did his homework. I got to tell you, Rusty. He said from 1992 to 1996, you either won or finished on the podium at Martinsville. When you showed up there, did you feel like you were the man to beat? You know, I had a lot of confidence, and you and 
I think as a driver, you got to have a lot of confidence to run good. And I had a lot of confidence when I showed up there. Uh, I'm like, man, I've won numerous times here. And I really understand this setup that I'm running. It's been working for me. And um, I might tailor it uh, basically every race I went through. I would adjust the chassis a little bit different and stuff. But I really understood how to, you know, where I wanted to run, where I wanted to make my car handle good and how, where to pass. And so, yeah, I mean, I always felt so good when I got to that place. Because it just, um, it, it, I felt like I understood it more than most racetracks. When you win at Martinsville, you collect one of the most iconic trophies in all of NASCAR. If you don't believe me, we'll get Rusty's take on it. If you don't believe me, ask Dale Jr. about winning at Martinsville. Ask Jeff Gordon about winning at Martinsville. Ask Richard Petty about winning at Martinsville. It is, as you know, Rusty, a grandfather clock. You have seven of them. Where in the world are your seven Martinsville clocks? Great question. Um, the last one, my seventh clock that I won, that was uh, that would have been 2004. I already announced that I was retiring from driving a NASCAR. So my very last clock, uh, I won with Larry Carter. He was my crew chief. And he's still a great friend. He stopped by here at the shop the other day. He's working over at Rick Hendricks' uh, place right now. But anyway, I took that clock after I won, and I put it in the back of his truck, and I drove it to his house and gave it to him. And he bawled like a baby. He had no idea that I was going to do that. But I gave him my 55th and final victory trophy. Now, the rest of the trophies, the other six, uh, we moved some locations here where I had stuff, and I didn't have as much room as I had in the past. And so we took – almost every one of my trophies <clears throat> and now they're at the NASCAR hall of fame in the vault downstairs. And every now and then they'll go down there and grab those trophies and bring them upstairs in the NASCAR hall of fame and display them. I told them that'd be okay to do, but all the other six are uh, at the hall of fame. And I think it's a nice place to have it at. I, I, I guess I should have more here in my shop or in, in at home, but uh, I think I'll, I'll get to that. But right now, they're in a safekeeping in uh, the Hall of Fame. Well, I was going to he did it seven times in his career. We're talking with NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. This is two with Rusty. And we're talking about an iconic racetrack in Martinsville. We talked about an iconic trophy, which is the grandfather clock. It goes to the winner when you win at Martinsville. Let's switch gears now and jump to question number two. And it also has something to do with being iconic, if you will, at Martinsville, and that is their hot dog. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't know you were going to go there with that one, Jeff. That, that's a good one. Oh, well, my gosh. I got to tell most... you, this one comes from Nate in Danville, Virginia, and I'm guessing, which is about 45 minutes from the Martinsville Speedway. Yep. So he's probably a regular. He's probably had his share, and he wants to know if you've had your share. Let's start with, uh, with this. First and foremost, do you like the Martinsville hot dog? I love the Martinsville hot dog. Yes, it, I, I do like it. I'm not fond of the way it looks, but I like <laughs> the way it tastes. And, uh, and I will tell you, in my earlier in my career, when I was in my early 30s, I could eat those babies like crazy. But nowadays, I have one, and I feel like, oh, that's all I can handle. And uh, my, uh, I don't know, mold. My old body nowadays doesn't tolerate them near as good as I did in the past. But, uh, yeah, it's a tradition. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we talk about it on the network, and uh, everybody talks about it all the time. All right, why don't you do this? Because I'm sure that we've got some people listening going, what's a Martinsville hot dog? Why does it differ from a California hot dog or how we eat them here in Michigan or how you used to make them back home in St. Louis? Tell everybody what a Martinsville hot dog is. A Martinsville hot dog is a real peculiar looking hot dog. It's not, you know, the kind of pinkish color that most are. This thing, these, these hot dogs are real small uh, in diameter, uh, and they're red. They're super red, and it's like, what in the world is that all about? But uh, that's the mystique about the Martinsville hot dog. It's its own little recipe, so to speak. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question, 
My question was for Rusty Wallace. Use the MRN hotline at 1-844-4-ASK-MRN. Just want to ask Rusty, on the days back when he was driving the Kodiak car. It's two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Keep those questions coming, folks. Tweet us at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. Coming up, it's NASCAR history time. Susie Armstrong is next. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or WingNation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. Wheeland would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stewart House Racing pit crew for the win at Atlanta Motor Speedway. They are the Wheeland pit crew of the week. Harvick's Ford was not on point at the beginning of the race, but the team made the right adjustments throughout the event to take the checkers. You have to control those expectations. You have to, um, you know, be able to you know, really do what you know you need and, and communicate. And, and today we had to communicate a lot because our car was not where we needed it to be. And, and they did a great job adjusting on the car and, and getting us where we needed to be. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. It's time for another installment of This Week in NASCAR History with Susie Armstrong. Take it away, Suze. Thanks, Mike. Our first segment takes the green in 1981. JR was alive and well, and the fourth season of Dallas wrapped up at number one in the Nielsen ratings. Ariel Speedwagon was full throttle at the top of the charts with the rock ballad, Take It on the Run. Major League Baseball fans strike out as the players walk off the diamond in a labor dispute that halted gameplay until mid-August. And there was no stopping the late Benny Parsons at Texas World Speedway as the veteran stock car pilot swapped the lead with Dale Earnhardt in the Budweiser 400. Now Benny Parsons is bidding him to it, but Earnhardt is coming back. Earnhardt is beginning to close on Benny Parsons. As they come out of turn number four, Parsons by four car legs. Earnhardt will take a run at him, but he will not make it. And Benny Parsons will win the Budweiser 400 here at College Station, Texas, by some three car lengths. 1995, Hootie and the Blowfish audio bomb the grunge movement and rule the radio with track after track from the multi-platinum album Cracked Rear View. America got chummy with the new cast in the urban sitcom Friends as the trendy NBC show wrapped up its first full season squarely in the ratings top 10. Disney's Pocahontas premiere drew 100,000 moviegoers to Central Park and Texas Terry Labonte proved his prowess on the Tricky Triangle, besting Jeff Gordon and Ted Musgrave to win the UAW GM Teamwork 500 at Pocono Raceway. Three quarters of a mile from victory. Here comes Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet, keeping everyone at bay at least 10 car lengths now as he races into turn number three. Labonte to the bottom of the racetrack, off the third corner and back to the checkered flag. Heck of a day for Terry Labonte. A super run for Ted Musgrave. He'll come home in second. 2004, Gretchen Wilson was here for the party as the multi-platinum album's lead single, Redneck Woman, romped and stomped its way up the charts. Mourners said goodbye to the late Ronald Reagan, paying respects to America's 40th president at the Washington National Cathedral. Jeopardy! champion and legend Ken Jennings was in the second week of his 74-game win streak on the prestigious quiz show. And Mark Martin answered when it counted at Dover International Speedway, leading the final 19 laps to nab his only win of 2004 in the MBNA America 400. Straight away 
for the final time as Mark Martin is off for the checkered flag. Mark Martin on his way to the win, his fourth win on the Monster Mile, and he breaks a 73-race winless streak. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And we thank A.J. Allmendinger for joining us on this week's show, along with Brent Enfinger and Brad Keselowski. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us as well. We'll chat with you next week right here another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbrit. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.